The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Get ready for your spring sci-fi celebrations, including First Contact Day and May the 4th with Toink exclusives that are out of this world. Use code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off of your order. To another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? All right. And in unison, even. What's that? In unison, even. Ah, sure. I'm doing okay. Um, I know I kind of gave a coded message on Facebook earlier or over the weekend. Um, let's just say uh, I'll just leave it at I'm back home. For those who know, no. For those who don't know, I'm sorry. I'm going to leave it cryptic at this point in time. But these hey, gentlemen, these gentlemen know. This show, this show just got easier for you, though. Why do you say that? Because you don't have to be as guarded. Uh, I still have to be as guarded because I still bit, know. But... I, I still know. Plus, it's you know, just like over at Mighty Marvel Geeks. Hey, I can officially talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is opening May twenty May twenty seventh. So we officially have a a date. But we're not Marvel, we're Star Wars, so we're going to talk Star Wars. What's Star Wars? That's something we discuss. Uh, and let's go straight to the big thing that happened, well, today. The game dropped. The Lego ah. Star Wars game has officially dropped. This thing looks awesome. Every, none of us need it. <laughs> none of us have it. None of us have played it. Problem is, all of us have real life, so <laughs> even if we had bought the game, none of us would have had time to play it yet. That's true, too. That's true. That's very much true, too. Um, I got five minutes of Tomb Raider in today, and that was it. It's been a while since I've played uh, Squadrons, which I want to get back. I want to get playing again. I had to pick that back up. I got it about halfway through the um, I got it like two or three missions in, and that was it. I still haven't played it. it it's like I said, I want this game. Uh, everything I've seen, it looks great. Uh, and the fact that. I- we, we know some of the people who are in the game because we've interviewed yeah. them. 
But I'm still a little leery about the controls for the fighting and stuff because they keep talking about having button combos and things. And that one thing I always enjoyed about the Lego games was it's not super complicated. You just point and you usually don't even have to point. You just button mash and you play. You smash everything. Right. I doubt it's super complicated. I mean, it's still a Lego game we're talking about. Have you played the Lego Lord of the Rings? Uh, no, I have not actually. That one was insanely crazy. Instead of like a linear character or map for the missions and stuff, you actually got the map of Middle Earth and you had to find where the missions were and stuff like that. Wow. Mm. Crazy. And you played your way through the movies, but it, some of the stuff in it was insane. The type of thing you had to do it was like, th- this one's definitely not a kid's game. <laughs> no. See, I don't know how this would be either. I don't know if it'd be considered a kid's game or not. I, I mean, hopefully it's geared some towards kids. Legos, it should be. Yeah, but as we as you just mentioned, the Lego or Lord of the Rings one, not really. Yeah, this one could be, but it could also be catered a bit more towards um, adults too. So, I mean, well, there is that. Clearly, the only way to know for sure is for us to get the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just I I want to. It's just right now for me, it's still a hard pill to swallow to go. 69 79 bucks for it uh, or 59 69 mm-hmm. bucks for it uh, just a hair high but i understand yeah. that that is a industry standard at this point in time yep <clears throat> so well the nice thing is it's only ten dollars more to get all the dlc and stuff that's available now plus some that's not out yet that you get as soon as it comes out yeah uh-huh. Hang on, well, let me look this up real quick well, I've noticed too. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of people posting the codes to get to unlock a lot of the exclusive characters. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a sharing in the codes, oh, that's cool. which is cool because you know that would be something I would want. Yeah. The two prices at, right now, because I have the Xbox, I have a Series X or Series S. I have to get a digital. Sixty bucks for the base game. Seven, for ten bucks more, you get um, the DLC levels of Mandalorian Season One, Mandalorian Season Two, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, Solo, a Star Wars story, and the Star Wars Bad Batch. Plus, you get the classic characters um, minifig pack and a trooper pack. So for ten bucks, that's uh, that's actually worth it for a ten dollar upgrade mm. for yeah. me. Because I've seen I've seen games where like the deluxe edition is like twenty thirty bucks more, and you get cosmetic stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. I don't, I don't have a problem. Like that's worthless. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the upgrade or with the, the price or with the upgrades you get. Is just in general, I think pricing is up just a bit too much. Yeah. Well, that's, if you every, actually go with that's inflation, a lot of things, though. Yeah, if you go with inflation, the original Nintendo games were what twenty, twenty five bucks. Yeah, something like that. And, and eighties money, and you take that to now, that's like probably like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. So these are still under what we were paying for those. If you go with the actual way the money's gone yeah i remember right they said the original nintendo was only what 120 bucks to buy one so i I think it was under 150 i remember in the 80s that was a whole lot of money Mm -hmm. you won't go there i can remember when 25 bucks got me the x-wing or a tie yeah so two dollars got you a figure two dollars can still get you a figure if you go to like five below (laughs) no the stuff that's been swinging on the pegs forever there's still five bucks there. Well, but, well, I check places like Ollie's and stuff too, because they're still they're five bucks, but still, it's better than ten or fifteen. True. Actually, I don't, I don't even think they're that much anymore. I, I want to say um, it's nineteen dollars for the vintage figure, twenty five dollars for Black Series. Yeah, the retros are well, I, 
between 10 to 13 bucks, depending on where you go. I had really hard time saying no to um, Costco the other day. Mm-hmm. They had the Jabba's Palace Lego set from Mandalorian for 80 bucks instead of 100 bucks on Amazon. Okay. Almost. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I really can't mm. justify 80 bucks for this right now. It was I real know, close, right? though. <laughs> but 20 bucks under is pretty good. They yeah. also had, yeah. Mike, you were, I think you were saying you wanted, they had that hallway scene from Mandalorian. They had the Luke in the hallway scene versus the Death Troopers. Yeah, yeah. They oh, had I that, that there also. Part the other day. Yeah, I would, I would love to get that. I'm going to say, were they running for it? I don't remember. That one was, it wasn't that much. I mean, um, it was like, I'm trying to think, maybe 25 or 30 bucks, something like that. It's not bad. Maybe 40. I don't know. I don't remember where the actual retail is for it. Well, give me a minute. I'll look at, I have the Costco app on there. Long show. Wow. They have, it costs more on the app. The, um, the Boba's Fett's throne room scene is um, $85 on the app. Wow. Yeah, they don't even have the other one listed on here. It must be an in-store thing only. Uh, maybe, maybe. So uh, getting back to the game, um, go check out StarWars.com. They have a launch video or launch trailer uh, for, for the launch of the game. Uh, player you know, with this game available on Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. The game allows you, the fans, to play all through nine episodes of the core saga. Travel through hyperspace and explore over 20 unlockable planets and experience an exciting mix of gameplay from chaining attacks and lightsaber combat to space battles. You also unlock and choose from more than 300 characters. Nice. Yeah, they're, they're touting this as the largest Lego game they've ever made. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, very much so. So since we're doing gaming, um, we started talking figures briefly. Uh, let's get into some collectible stuff. Uh, we know May the 4th is a little under a month away, and Disney has already kicked off its festivities with a collection of official shirts on Star Wars, on shopdisney.com. Uh, the shirts, the Star Wars Day 2022 shirts are print on demand at the moment, uh, customizable color sizes and styles. Uh, you can order at Shop Disney with prices starting around $24.99. Note that shipping is free with code SHIPMAGIC on orders of $75 or more. Uh, what else is in store for May 4th? Uh, this is coming from comicbook.com. Uh, we expect to see plenty of Hasbro Black Series and Vintage Collection figures. You know, Lego sets, Funko Pops, Amazon deals, and more that cover the films and the Disney Plus shows. Unfortunately, Obi-Wan won't be starting until May 27th. Yeah, we didn't have a show, but really that, that I think that is because Celebration. Celebration starts on the 26th. I'm thinking they're going to have exclusive screening on set, on uh, Thursday night at Celebration. Probably. Like a midnight There's show. There's supposed to be show. episodes, too, when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, they added an extra episode, but um, that's what the first thing I thought when they're because I was thinking that uh, when they first said they were releasing it on the 25th, like celebration starts on the 26th. I'm like, wait a minute, what what are we doing here? Because usually they like to that's something that would be an exclusive that celebration would get. Yeah, would be a preview screening of something. But by pushing it back, they're now missing the original release date of Star Wars. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I guarantee you, if they you drop know? it, if they drop it Thursday night, midnight California time, they will be doing a viewing party there as it's dropping onto Disney Plus. No, I think, like I said, the mm. Thursday night, the, I think um, if they they'll do, do it Thursday evening, the big event Thursday evening, other than the opening ceremonies, is going to be, uh, or even as part of the end of the opening ceremonies, be, hey guys, stick around, 
let's watch Obi-Wan. Yeah, but if they do it at midnight, like a midnight viewing, midnight showing, they do it at exactly at midnight, just three o'clock Eastern, AM Eastern. Yeah. That's when it drops on Disney Plus. It drops yeah. midnight Pacific time. No, I think they're going to get it earlier than that, though, if you're in person. We'll see. Because it, they don't have to worry about spoilers because uh, it's it's like, say they run it, do it at like a seven o'clock panel on um, in L.A., or to Anaheim, but yeah, LA. It's 10 o'clock then here. Yeah, 10 o'clock here. They only got to wait a couple more hours. You get it here anyway. No. But they do get the exclusive of seeing it first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but in order for it to drop at midnight California time, it'll be 3 o'clock in the morning here. Yeah. That's what I said. If they see it 7 o'clock their time, another 6, 7 hours, and you got it here anyway. Yeah, but it's going to be so spoiled. You don't have, like I said, you don't have to worry about people spoiling it and saying, oh, look at all the stuff that happened because it's in the middle of the night almost here anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you still if got the, people want to know what happened. They're going to get spoiled anyway if they really want it. Right. But you, you're going to get that anyway. I mean, you still got central time zone. You still got mountain time zone that. Yeah, it could be spoiled quicker than than us. And most of us will be asleep. We're doing other things. I don't think they're worried about that too much with the day before at this point, because they know that people if, who want to get that information are going to get it either way. Right. I, I still have a funny feeling it's going to be uh, it's going to be midnight. They're going to do a midnight thing. Yeah, I figured I they would do it. a whole panel and everything else. They would do an Obi-Wan panel or they would show the episodes and do a panel afterward with the cast. Mm. I think they'll do a panel. Then I think as you're leaving the panel, you're guaranteed a spot in the viewing when you come back at midnight. For if, the midnight not, if not, all the hotel rooms in Anaheim will be running it in their rooms anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here are some of the other products that are coming. Star Wars Shadow of the Sith to continue Luke's adventure after Return of the Jedi. Uh, what is this? It's a book. Okay. It's a Delray book. Um, Vintage 96 Collector Con exclusive figures are up for pre-order. Uh, that'd be all the Walmart stuff, right? That was announced. This book, I, I think this book is what we've been waiting for for a long time. Yeah. This is actually Luke. Um, hang on. Let me read through this real quick. Uh, there's a Red Saber Funko Pop uh, series kicking off with Darth Sidious and a Star Wars retro collection, Dengar and IG-88 two-pack exclusive pre-orders that will hit Amazon. I think we talked about this before. Why are they bringing back two characters that had already been done and that were already basically you're just on, you're dusting off the old molds and mass producing figures. I would almost rather see with some of this newer figures that we hadn't seen before that they wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I have a Dengar. I have an IG-88. But then again, in new figures, they got to come up with new molds. These are the exact same molds. I know. As I said, if they do new figures, like the characters they've not done before, they would have to come up with all new uh, molds and everything else. But there For are this, already, they already have it all. It doesn't already, cost them anything. They've already been doing that. I know. With Mandalorian. So, I mean, I, I'm not keen on the fact... I mean, I understand 40th anniversary, you do your, your key figures re recreation, just like they did with, with, with Star Wars. I'm sure they'll do with Return of the Jedi. Uh, do, do, do that first wave, reprint that, you know, recreate that first wave. But this doesn't make sense why they're doing this. Um, also, too, as noted from Hasbro, when it comes to new releases, um, some of the other stuff coming out is a Black Series Cad Bane. Uh, Black Crescenton and Vintage Collection Mando figure pre-orders. Um, well, there's a bunch of other stuff that's come out. But today was a another Fan First event, Fan First Wednesday from Hasbro, and quite a bit of stuff released in this. Yeah. Hey, before we get into that, though, um, I want to go back to that book 
because this book is exactly what we've been looking for since the force awakens came out. Okay. Okay. You don't want to gloss over this. Cause, um, let me, um, this book, it says it takes place eight, 17 years after return of the Jedi, about the same year that Ray shows up on Jakku. 12 years after um, Luke rescue, um, rescues Grogu and Din Djarin. So this is after all of that. Um, the mo- novel ties together the entire Skywalker saga as Luke, with the help of his father, Anakin, as a Force ghost, goes up against the Sith Eternal on Exegol. Okay. So that's even, that, So he actually made it to Exegol before we get to the um, the rest of the stuff. So that may, that's, may also be one of the reasons he went to, into, high, into um, hiding. But it also shows the cover obviously shows that Lando's in the book also uh, has says his search who search for his daughter leads him to Ochi, the be- of Bastoon, which we saw his ship in um, the Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Uh, during the Sith assassin's quest to find Rey. So since and then, you, um, the, huh? since you said he's looking for his daughter. Yeah. He, so it, that shows that he yeah, he knew about having a daughter at this point. So is he talking to his daughter at the end of Rise of Skywalker? Don't know. Um, the official synopsis of the book is on here, too. If you guys want to hear that from the thing it says uh, the Empire is dead nearly two decades after the Battle of Endor. The tattered remains of Palpatine's forces have fled to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. But for the heroes of the New Republic, danger and loss are ever present companions, even in this newly forged era of peace. Jedi Master Luke Skywalker is haunted by visions of the dark side for telling an ominous secret growing somewhere in the depths of space on a dead world called Exegol. The disturbance in the Force is undeniable, and Luke's worst fears are confirmed when his old friend Lando Calrissian comes to him with reports of a new Sith menace. After Lando's daughter was stolen from his arms, he searches the stars for any trace of his lost child, but every new rumor leads only to dead ends and and fading hopes, until he crosses paths with Ochi of Bastoon, a Sith assassin tasks with, tasked with kidnapping a young girl. Ochi's true motives remain shrouded to Luke and Lando, for on a junkyard moon, a mysterious envoy of the Sith Eternal has bequeathed a sacred blade to the assassin, promising that it will answer the questions that have haunted him since the Empire fell. In exchange, he must complete a final mission, return to Exegol with the key to the Sith's glorious rebirth, Rey, the grandchild or the granddaughter of Darth Sidious himself. As Ochi hunts Rey and her parents to the edge of the galaxy, Luke and Lando race into the mystery of the Sith's lingering shadow and aid a young family running for their lives. So this is the book we wanted um, when the original or when the sequel trilogy came out. It sounds like this is the one that's going to tie everything and set up the galaxy where it is when we get to Force Awakens. Yeah. It's only taken them, what, seven, eight years, almost ten years to... (laughs) figure out how to write it yeah at least it covers one side of things yeah well i actually just did a listen through of the um chuck windig series the um uh what was it the aftermath, aftermath? series the, uh, yeah that just did a re-listen through that and actually looking at it now knowing where everything ends up since I've, we've seen all the movies and stuff it actually read is a better read oh really and actually that does in that book those books do actually do a decent job of setting up where the empire is going and where the new first order is going to be coming from. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't answer all the questions, obviously, but right. it's basically the um, snap West snap Wexley's um, origin story. Yeah. But, but it, get, it gives a good idea of where everything's at in the galaxy at that point. Right. So, but this book is going to be amazing. I think, or 
if they, if it's written well, I don't know. Um, what was it, Adam Christopher? I don't know. I've never read anything from him, so I don't know what his style is like or anything else. Mm. So if it's done well and Del Rey won't put it out, if it's not done well, right. Or at least with, to their standards, right. Then it, this should be a really good one. And, and this is going to be a must read for star Wars um, fans who want to know the actual continuity of everything that's going on. Yep. So uh, to continue back with the fan first Wednesday, black series figures and role play gear. Uh, we're going to go with the figures. Saw Guerrero. As we see him in Rogue One, the figure a lot of people have been asking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be coming in at $33.99. Yeah, only 34 bucks. Yep. Uh, Infinity's Darth Vader. Uh, it, go ahead. I said that's half of the price of a video yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Hey, it includes two accessories. So Wow, two, two accessories? accessories? That's it? Yep. Wow. Uh, Infinity's wow. Darth Vader. Uh, and Twenty-seven ninety-nine. Inspired by Star Wars Infinities, Return of the Jedi comic book, uh, Vader duels Luke aboard the second Death Star when Leia de- arrives, revealing that she too is a Skywalker. Unable to confront both his children, he turns from the dark side. He reemerges as a Jedi once more, clad in all white. Includes one entertainment-inspired accessory. Which, if you look what? in the box, it's his lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, that was so- a good series. Sergeant Creel, $27.99. The character of Sergeant Creel, formerly undercover agent 5241, serves as the leader of an elite group of SCAR troopers. Task Force 99, under the direct command of Darth Vader, includes figure and two accessories. I've not read the series, This guy, but he comes with lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, Princess Leia Organa, inspired by the Star Wars Princess Leia comic. After the destruction of Alderaan, her homeworld, Leia, tries to find and protect the remaining Alderaanians that are scattered across the galaxy with the help of rebel pilot Evian Valene and R2-D2. Includes one entertainment-inspired accessory. Her price, $27.99. And then, it says one, but the box shows her with two different blasters. Well, could be. Uh, gaming Greats RC-1207 Sev. $27.99, GameStop exclusive, inspired by the Star Wars Republic Commando video game. Game follows Delta Squad. Game follows Delta Squad on missions throughout the Clone Wars with Sev as the squad sniper. Includes one detachable entertainment inspired accessory. So that now puts three was it three of the four? Three of the five coming out? I think I have this game available on the in the Xbox um library or something, but I've still I've never played it. It was a great game. I loved the game. Um, I remember playing it because I also have the music Mandalorian songs that they had offered up on uh, LucasArts website for the game. So uh, Republic Commando maintains a first person perspective throughout the game, presenting the story through the eyes of Delta Squad squad leader boss. Uh, his squad mates include Scorch, Fixer, and Sev. So yeah, there's four. And if I remember right, Fixer and Boss have also been announced as coming. We're just waiting on Scorch. But wait, there's more. Also in the Black Series is the role play gear. We're getting a Trapper Wolf electronic helmet. Uh, this is a full-scale reproduction of Trapper Wolf's iconic helmet. It features highly detailed deco, series-inspired design, interior padding, electronic lights, and sound effects inspired by both the attack of Ranzar Malk's space station or the pursuit of Mandalorian's Razor Crest. It also includes three internal speakers, which create an immersive surround sound experience while synchronized light LED lights inside the visor simulate sounds, as well as communication from Carson Teva. That's cool. Anybody who's not sure, which you should know at this point, this is Dave Filoni's helmet. Yes. 
So I'm just trying to remember. Okay, this is following is the entire list of helmets in the black in the black series line, including Trapper Wolves. So we got Trapper Wolf, we got Bo Katan's helmet, we have Wedge Antilles helmet, we have the Mandalorian's helmet, First Order Stormtrooper, Death Watch helmet, Boba Fett's re-armored helmet. Boba Fett's prototype helmet, Captain Cardinal's helmet, Luke Skywalker's X-Wing helmet, or, or uh, be it X-Wing or Snowspeeder battle simulation, uh, Black Series Incinerator Stormtrooper helmet, uh, Boba's helmet from Empire Strikes Back, Shock Trooper helmet, Darth Vader's helmet, Poe Dameron's helmet, Imperial Stormtrooper helmet, Shadow Trooper's helmet, and Kylo Ren's helmet. So quite a bit there. So if you're wanting the Rebel pilots, you're going to have to get Wedge. You're going to have to get Luke to go with Trapper Trapper Wolves. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on if you're going for all the X-Wing pilots or um, just squadrons or what. Right. So, yeah. I mean, depending on how you... If you want to collect them all, <laughs> it's going to be uh, money spent. Yeah. If you, there are also um, different well, levels of quality uh, as they go through them. Uh, supposedly they're all the same quality in the black series. I've seen some of these that are almost, that are pretty well, flimsy. Seems like those aren't the black series. You would hope they would maybe make some improvements as the years went on. I mean, I I have a Luke's X-wing helmet that I got from the cast store here at work in the seventy-five percent store because the microphone's missing, so it's broken. They can't sell it in the park. Normally eighty bucks. I don't know if it's an actual Black Series helmet or or not. I mean, it's a nice quality helmet. It's almost the same as Black Series helmet. They want eighty bucks for it in the park, whereas of course you don't get a box with it. It's something you you could take it off the shelf and put it on right away. Or if you want the Black Series, is a hundred. I think that helmet's a hundred. Twenty-four ninety-nine or one hundred thirty-one ninety-nine. So, um, looking on Amazon, Amazon wants <laughs> okay. They want two sixty-nine fifty-three for it. That's a third party. <laughs> but I'm looking at this. This is the exact same helmet I have. Exact same. Yeah. So, um, vintage collection. We have a Mandalorian Death Watch Airborne Trooper. We have a Mandalorian Super Commando Captain Arc Trooper Jesse who's inspired from the Clone Wars. Um, he is the one that has the cog-shaped symbol of the Galactic Republic on his helmet and the and a large tattoo that covers his face. A gaming greats Shave Vizsla, uh, which comes from the Old Republic video game. Gaming greats Lando Calrissian. Uh, this is the uh, Donald Glover version of, of Lando. Imperial Death Trooper 4-pack, which could be an army builder. And Freegan Dan, the front man for the Moldal Nodes. For all you musicians out there. Yep. So, except for the gaming grates, these are coming in at fourteen ninety nine. The gaming grates are sixteen ninety nine. The four packs forty four ninety nine. Well, I just brought up Entertainment Earth, and um, they have listed, I believe it was two six of the Black Series helmets here that they have available or for pre order. Actually, these are all pre order, um, and it, they're between one twenty four and one thirty five or one thirty two. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, have the. Um, Black Series, Mandalorian, uh, the two different Boba Fett's, the First Order Trooper, uh, Wedge Antilles, and uh, Bo-Katan. So with the Boba all for pre-order. F- so with Boba Fett, they've got the re-armored and the prototype, not the Empire. Yeah, that's, what it, uh, that's not what it says here. It just says one of them says helmet prop replica. The other one is the electronic helmet prop replica. The prop replica is the one that's all beat up and mangled. The one that says the premium the electronic prop uh, is um pretty clean on the paint so i don't know the difference there but i mean i i don't know if i would since there's only three of the original trilogy era helmets 
for X-Wing. I don't know if that would just be something I would consider getting or keeping my eyes out if the price ever drops and just do a display of the, of the pilot's helmets. I don't know. It's a possibility. I, I just don't know. I wonder how extensive the uh, Lego helmets will get. Uh, I don't know. They're really, <clears throat> I've really started getting into the Lego helmets. They're fun. I mean, they look great. That's one, uh, as much as I do like some of the others, I, I kind of want to get the X-Wing pilot helmet from that one. Kind of sitting mm. next to the one that I, I got from Disney. I think that would be cool to have. So Yeah, I bet it would be fun to put together, too. Now, one that another one that I would love to get, but I don't know how I'm going to find it with the way it's been going. I would love to get one of these prototype edition Chewbacca's. Oh, yeah. Just you want- can probably pre-order it now. Probably. The nice thing is most places, if you pre-order it, like if you go to like Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store or something like that, they set, they pre-order it for maybe a dollar or two over, if anything, basically to cover shipping over the actual retail price. Right. Whereas if you wait till after they're out and they're sold out, <laughs> then they'll raise the price some. But if you can get pre-ordered, you usually can get it right off the regular shelf price. Yeah. So, yeah, be curious. Um... Trying to see where to go next. Ah, Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's a rumor teasing a surprising post credit scene. Hmm. Now, while the hmm. finale of The Mandalorian revealed Book of Boba Fett, yeah. while Cobb Vanth was still shown to be alive in, in the Boba Fett stinger, now there are rumblings that Obi-Wan Kenobi will have at least one post credit scene, which will help set up the iconic return of a character from Star Wars lore. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, according to the hmm. rumor... Second episode of Kenobi will feature post-credit scenes, a post-credit scene of Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader healing in a Bakta tank. It ends with Ewan McGregor's Jedi Master being reunited with a young Leia Organa, prompting mm. a disturbance in the Force. Darth Vader will sense the disturbance in the Bakta tank. The post-credit scene ending with his eyes popping open. What are you, well, what do you guys think of that? I think if that's true, thank you for spoiling it for us. <laughs> I would put this firmly in rumor because um, we've seen from other stuff from Disney Plus and things. If they're going to do a post credit scene, it's the end of the series. It's not going to be in the middle of the series mm-hmm. like on episode two. Now, right. they, they may change that. But the trend so far has been you do it at the end of the series like you would for a movie. You put it at the end of the movie. Yeah. And usually it sets up that. what's coming up. Right, right. Yeah. So it, I think I think we are going to get uh, part of this is true. We are going to get a post credit scene. My p- personal um, opinion is it's going to be um, after the last episode, and more than likely it'll set up Andor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it'll be a reference to Andor because Andor is going to be farther in the past. Or no, Andor could be um, in the future from this one, or at the same time as this. So yeah, I think we may somewhere in this show we're going to get a setup for Andor. So Obi Wan may may um, meet up with Andor at some point. Yeah, or something plausible. But I think that if anything, that's what we're going to um, that's the post credit scene we'll get is something to set up the new series because mm. I don't see us. There's a slight, real small chance we may get Ahsoka, but I don't think so. I don't think I'd want to see Ahsoka unless it had something to pertain to um, Anakin. Right. Mm. So it meets up with Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan had to deal with Anakin again or something like that. But no, I think the. The the money is sitting on um, them setting up Andor with this. Yeah, now, I could be totally wrong. We have been wrong in the past, but <laughs> true. I yeah. don't. I don't think them doing something in the middle of the ser- series for some reason to change. I mean, but then again, Book of Boba Fett had two episodes that had nothing to do with uh, Boba Fett in a six episode series. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. One one episode had a cameo from Boba Fett. Oh yeah. So 
that had everything. To do. <laughs> uh, I mean, I enjoyed those episodes. I loved those episodes in, um, in general, but in the middle of a short run show already, you didn't have enough story to fill out six episodes. I know. Uh, True. Yeah. yeah. If anything, yeah. I would have just done it even shorter and made it a, um, a four episode and call it a mini series. Yeah. Or make it two, two uh, yeah, hour I mean, episodes in the Obi-Wan, the mini series. You know what I mean? Do it old school like you would back in the 80s. A two night event. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking that would have actually been awesome. They released it like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and Thursday and actually call it a two night mini series event. Speaking of, yeah. speaking of an event, Mark Hamill shares an unpopular opinion about the Star Wars holiday special. I like this opinion. Uh, apparently, uh, on Twitter, Star Wars stuff, your unpopular Star Wars opinion. Go, Mark Hamill, the Star Wars holiday special was underappreciated. Was? How about still is? Um, for fans of the franchise, uh, are known to ask fellow members of the community to share seemingly unpopular opinions. Uh, now even Mark Hamill's getting in on the action when a prompt for an unpopular Star Wars thought, the actor claimed that the Star Wars holiday special was underappreciated. It's unclear if Hamill himself actually had that opinion or if he was taking the prompt at face value and shared an opinion that would be considered unpopular. Uh, with the actor having clearly just had some having fun with his fans, regardless of how he feels about the special. While most of those involved in the Star Wars holiday special would surely rather let it fade into obscurity, Hamill is often quick to use it as a punchline on social media. And go ahead, Derek. Mm -hmm. I was just saying I love Mark Hamill. He's awesome. Yeah, even Mark Hamill could would never tell you that the holiday special was good, but there was some <laughs> stuff. That it, was, it was fun. It was not good at all, but it was yeah. fun. And as they've pointed out in this article too, that um, there were uh, parts of it that were good. Oh yeah, and there's parts of it that have been brought into canon that created what we have now. Um, Chewbacca's family has been brought into regular canon in the current canon. Uh, we saw the faithful Wookiee um, cartoon is on Disney Plus. The life day has been, has blown up and gone everywhere. And the only time it was mentioned until we got to books later was it was created in the um, holiday special. That's the holiday for the holiday special. Right. So I, if you look at current star Wars and you actually look at the tendrils that lead back to the holiday special, I'd say it almost had as much influence on what's out there for star Wars in the star Wars world out here as the regular movies did. Cause it's got, it's got hands and tendrils everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, I can't see you calling yourself a star Wars fan without at least seeing it once. You don't have to watch it more than once. You yeah. don't have to say you like, it, <laughs> but you got to mm -hmm. see it once. Right. <laughs> well, I think at this point in time, I, I kind of agree with the story. The only way we're going to get fans to stop talking about it is to release it. And, it's, and all of this can't be glory. Yes. Let's have 45 or let's have the first 30 minutes of nothing, but cheery walk being spoken. <laughs> <laughs> with no subtitles. But imagine what subtitles it would have been with some of the scenes that are in there in Shuri Book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So perhaps we get thought bubbles from grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we're gonna end with seven of the coolest Star Wars night spots. Number one, Boss Isley Cantina. That's not what it's called. Uh, this is StarWars.com. They should actually have the name. True. What is it? Werher's Cantina or something like that? Something like that. Everybody knows it as the most isolated cantina, cantina. So yeah, because it's no longer Werher's bar in Mandalorian when we see it. Yeah. Mm. So right. 
Uh, this watering hole attracts a rough and tumble crowd. Even scum and villainy need a place to unwind. Inside the darkened tavern, smugglers rub elbows with bounty hunters and criminals, tip back libations, libations alongside star pilots. Uh, this is where Luke and Obi-Wan meet Chewie and Han. Uh, this is where I'm going to correct this. Han shoots first, or Han only shoots, not Greedo shoots first. Han only shoots. Panda Baba gets out of hand, well, loses a hand as well. Uh, Freedom Dan and Moldal Nodes provide the soundtrack. Uh, these bubble-headed Bith aliens are known to rock through a swinging set list. Uh, Gruff Barky woo her, um, serves up stiff drinks and stiff rolls. No droids allowed. Uh, but the house regulations are eventually revamped when Jabba, Jabba the Hutt's former supervisor droid EV-99 replaces or her behind the bar in Mandalorian Chapter 5. Blue milk, Jawa juice, and Hutt's delight ring amongst the cantina's most popular pours. Number two, Maz Kanata's Castle. I, li- I do like that this is not a ranking. This is just seven places. Just seven places. Yes. There's, there's no I, would, uh, I don't know if I would have put uh, uh, the Mos Eisley Cantina at number one or not. It's not a ranking. It's just no, exactly. Uh, with his lakeside view and lush forest surroundings, Maz's Castle on the planet of Tokadana serves as a safe haven for an array of scandals from throughout the galaxy. I can see this as a place that we'd be stopping at, sort of like a truck stop. Yeah. I think that's basically what this was. I think it was. The watering mm-hmm. hole for all the smugglers on the way through. How do you think Maz is so well-connected and she knows exactly what's going on? Yeah. Um, when making a bet, keep an eye out for swindlers, including Prashi and Crantinus, a pair of Ubdurian brothers who use their identical looks to their advantage. Play it safe by simply noshing off the menu, menu courtesy of Strono Cookie Tugs. That name sound familiar? It should, because he's the chef at Galaxy's Edge at Docking Bay 7. Um, so yeah, uh, number three, Cantino Casino. Uh, if you have the urge to... Sp- would rank at the bottom of the list if I was ranking these ones. Yeah. It's this actually in the movies out of all the locations that are on this, this one feels too real world. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, number two, Gar or number four, Garza Sanctuary. Garza Fripp, uh, the Twi'lek played or portrayed by Jennifer Beals, uh, presides over a swanky oasis located in Mas Espa. Uh, where else can you gamble, sip on a cocktail, and get your helmet cleaned? I'm very upset they killed her off. Uh, yeah. Garza keeps the cantina's vibes celebratory by booking live music. After a stint playing at Java's Palace, Max Rebo has a new home at the sanctuary. Backed by a Bith guitarist and a droid drummer, Max uses his feet to tickle the keys of his red ball jet organ. However, the music doesn't always have a soothing effect. In Chapter 4 the Book of Boba Fett, uh, Chrysanthemum gets into a rumble with a group of gambling transdotions leaving one of their arms on the floor before paying this tab the out of the casinos that we've seen this one here is the better of the two i would agree uh number five Ogus cantina plant batu lays claim to this legendary bar room at black spire outpost uh, space travelers can mingle with more questionable clientele uh the latter understandably receive open arms from oga gara the local crime boss and the cantina's namesake she keeps a keen eye on things from the shadows, including DJ R3X or Rex, a former pilot droid who spins music by some of the galaxy's shiniest stars. Ula Shuka by Gaia, um, who is a character on the Star Cruiser. Lock and Limbing's Nama Hey. And the modal notes by Freedom Dan and the modal notes help make up Rex's playlist. 
hungry visitors visitors can also nibble on Batu bites and pair some bites with liquid liquid refreshments such as expired brew, carbon freeze, and blue bantha. High octane offerings include the fuzzy tauntaun, Jedi mind trick, and yub nub. Don't get too relaxed. First order stormtroopers are always known to stop in from time to time. The list so far, gentlemen, with two left. I already know one that's missing that could have replaced one or two of these, but well, I'll get to that once we get to it. Uh, number six, the Outlander Club. This gambling hotspot is located on Coruscant's lower level entertainment district and has plenty of high stakes and members of high society inside. So that's where you could get death sticks. Um, well, maybe not because um, Sleeves Bago had to go home and rethink his life. So that's true, too. Those uninterested in wagering their credits on a game of grav ball can chill at the circular bar located at the center of the room. Enjoy your strength, but stay away from death sticks being peddled by a sh- by shady clientele. Members of high society often flock to the Outlander, uh, which attracts crim- a criminal element hoping to take advantage of the, vul- of the vulnerable. Uh, this is the club that we see in Attack of the Clones, where Zam Weasel ducks into the club in an effort to avoid Obi-Wan and Anakin. And then number one, which in order to get to here, you must pay minimum $5,000 for a two-night stay. It's mm-hmm. the Sublight Lounge on the Halcyon. Uh, with the upscale libration, libation station uh, rises to the top, guests gather in orange booths lining the walls and belly up to an illuminated bar. Behind the ladder, you'll find vats of colorful liquid gurgling and growing amid the dimly lit den. The other end of the bar sit small tanks, each housing a hydro mini, an aquatic creature used to stir the shimmering contents of Silver Sea Martini. Those who prefer their drink sans space dust can opt for one several one of the several others offerings on the menu, including the Hoth Icebreaker, topped with a sweetened ice shard direct from the planet's namesake or the namesake planet. Others partake in the game of Hollow Sabak or light snacks at a table located in the lounge. Just don't let a possible stormtrooper visit and distract your competition. So what's missing? I can't believe the, um, uh, what was the, I don't even know if we got a name for it, but the bar where, um, from Solo, a Star Wars story, the one where Han actually won the Falcon. Uh, oh, yeah. LinkedIn. Well, what, what about the bar that we meet Lando for the first time? So, yeah, well, that, that movie was full of bars. I don't know why, but <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of them in that one. Just maybe one or two. So, uh, so what are your guys' takes on uh, on that? Sounds like a fun night of bar hop. Yeah, I mean, you got hop across the galaxy. But hey, you can go to one of the bars, then you go to the Subway Lounge, and it takes you to the next bar. Yeah. Who needs a party bus when you can take the Halcyon? This is true. <laughs> and I can say I have been in two of those seven. It'd been interesting if you could figure out how to get into the other ones. Yeah, yeah, it would. <laughs> Although, if you go out to L.A. Um, who is it? Um, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, FJ DeSanto actually has a Star Wars Cantina pop up bar that they do every so often and stuff. That's basically the Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh, really? I think it was FJ DeSanto that actually owns it. Yeah. So, uh, any other Star Wars stories we're missing this week, guys? I think that's all I've seen. Um, I have one quick little one here. Okay. That's kind of interesting. So, uh, anybody who might have paid attention to the Oscars recently. No, this is not going to be about the slap. Um, they might have seen a little movie called Coda win some awards, which, uh, no first of all, this. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the movie takes place in uh, Massachusetts. So uh, 
just going to say, yeah, uh, a little proud of that, but you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, it's about a deaf well, family we had to put it of, uh, <laughs> of uh, fishermen. And uh, one of the actors who won a, a Best Actor Award, Troy, is it Katzar? Kotzar? Kotzar. Yeah. Um, not only is he an award, an Oscar winning actor now, but he also has some involvement with Star Wars, in which he was number one. He played a Tuscan Raider in uh, the Book of Boba Fett. I'm sorry. No, in episode five of The Mandalorian, he played a Tuscan Raider. But he also um, contributed to the Tuscan Raider's language, sign language. Very cool. Yeah, if I remember right, they said he actually basically created that language because it's not actually a language used anywhere. No, no. He said he was trying to avoid using American sign language when developing their language. Yeah. So he based it on their on the Tuscan culture and environment. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And congrats to him on winning his, uh, his Oscar as well. Uh-huh. Uh, as supporting actor, right? Yes. So um, I don't have anything else, guys. One last time, any final thoughts? I do have an actual final thought as well. Wow. And that is, that is, I know, I'm packing to me. That is just to say happy birthday to John Ratzenberger, who played Major Bren Derlin yep. in Empire Strikes Back. And also from Empire Strikes Back, happy birthday to the man himself, Billy D. Williams. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, speaking of. He played of- a little character called um, Lando Calrissian. Speaking of which, just recently, earlier this week, happy birthday to a Wookiee slash Snoke himself, or a Snoke, Ross Sandbridge, who was also a guest on the show. Ah, nice. Happy birthday, sir. So, uh, also, too, I want to give a shout out. Uh, A while back, we had... um, had a uh, Patreon supporter by name of John Michael. Uh, he was the military vet who was going through a lot of uh, issues. He's disabled, disabled vet. Uh, he got back in touch with me, telling me that he's doing a little better uh, and oh. still listens to the show to help get through his day. So um, talked to him a couple of weeks ago, but things have been so crazy on my end. I keep I had kept forgetting to say something on the show. So I just want to say hello. Welcome back. Um, glad you have come back and stuck with us again, uh, and can't wait to get you on a, sh- on a show for, for a round table. Um, maybe, yeah, that'd be- maybe get you on to, uh, discuss the first episode of, uh, um, Okanobi. So just to get that you know, first round table of you know, how do you feel about the show? Yada, yada, yada. Where do you think it's going to go? And then, of course, we'll do the final, uh, you know, the, the final show as well. You know, after the final show, do a full season roundtable as well. So, how's that sound to you guys? Sounds awesome. That'd be great. So, any other final thoughts, guys? Uh, nope. Ken? Oh, that's all I have for today. Then there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets! I can hold it! Pull up! No, I'm all right! Placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!